0: This week, we finally get to talk about the game that's been on every old-school RPG fan's mind for the last few months, Chained Echoes. Hey all, JD here, and welcome once again to the Gaming Off the Beaten Path podcast. So, this week, we're going back to an old-school adjacent game. Um, You know, it is the internet's current favorite game right now, Indie Darling, Chained Echoes. Uh, So by now, I think the story around Chained Echoes is pretty common knowledge. I go into it a little bit on my blog. Um, It was created by a single developer, a gentleman named Matthias Linda, over the course of seven years. Linda is a German national who grew up creating fan games and RPG maker, um, which is more difficult than it sounds as someone that's tried that before. Um, He was largely inspired by fourth-gen RPGs like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI and games of that ilk. Uh, Chain Deco's had a successful Kickstarter campaign in 2019, and it was published by a company called Deck 13. Uh, It finally arrived on the scene late in 2022 on pretty much every modern console that's available. Uh, The influence of those aforementioned games uh and their contemporaries is on full display here uh well it did have plenty of modern amenities Chain echoes is firmly rooted very firmly rooted in the classics uh this is a legitimate old school rpg that doesn't shy away from the more formative years of the genre you know this is always nice to see right for fans of the of old school games and especially old school rpgs like myself but even fan of, you know, of more modern games in the genre. It's just nice to see a game that's not first person open world um, with, with some stat building. Like this is a true old school RPG. Uh, So uh, we have a lot to talk about here. Um, And I guess we'll start with the pros uh, and hmm, it's more pro than con, but we'll start with the story, uh, which I, I found to be interesting. It's Got some some things prevented it from being great, but we'll talk about those a little later. Uh for now though, just we'll start with the general story of Chained Echoes. Uh it follows an ensemble cast. Uh the first people we meet are Glenn and Killian. They're mercenaries in the band of the Iron Bull, who, while on a mission at windshear Castle, come across a mysterious stone during a skirmish. Uh, Touching this stone causes a huge explosion and a shift to our next set of protagonists, Lene and Rob. They are two members of the Farnsport City Watch who are preparing for a celebration of peace on the continent of Vlandis. Um, Vlandis has been at war for a long time, but now it looks like a peace treaty is finally going to be signed. And people in Farnsport, who are, you know, they're party people, it's called the Dancing City, are pumped and ready to celebrate. Uh, After overhearing plans, though, to sabotage this event, uh, the duo follow a suspicious thief to the nearby Termina Caves. After catching up to him, the story shifts again, this time to Victor, who is a wealthy man and a well-regarded playwright uh, who has decided to attend the celebration in Farnsport. Uh, He's a guest of the monarchy, but he wants to hang out amongst the common people. He decides to have a go at some of the festival games in town uh, before the upcoming banquet at the castle. Uh, He wins some cash to exchange for some prizes, only to have it stolen by a mysterious red-haired thief. Uh, This woman's name is Sienna, and she owes some of her former compatriots quite a bit of money. Uh, Of course, Sienna has no intention of actually paying them this debt, uh, but she does find herself cornered and coerced into doing so. How is she gonna pay? Well, she agrees to break into Farnsport Palace during the celebration to steal a valuable gem. She decides to sneak through the sewers where she meets an unlikely pair, Glenn and Killian, who are also trying to enter the palace to find any information they can about the incident they caused in Windshire about a year ago at this point. The trio succeed in entering undetected, only to be stopped by Linnae and Rob. Uh, just like when it looks like this group are going to be pitted against each other as enemies a giant monster attacks forcing them and Victor to battle it as a team now working together out of necessity and knowing some things about um about the upcoming peace treaty that could cause it to to be sunk the group of six leaves farnsport to determine just where the monster came from and prevent war from once again breaking out in Volandis. Um, You know, it's an interesting story. Um, I should note here that um, I'm going to actively avoid spoilers here. I'm not giving any spoilers. Um, Sometimes I'll do them for older games, you know, but most of the games I review on here are 20, 30 plus years old, and... If I don't spoil them for you, the internet is going to. But Chain Echoes is new, so I'm going to keep spoilers to a minimum. Um, things may come off as a little generic, but I, I really do want to err on the side of caution here because it's a new game. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are still experiencing Chain Echoes for the first time. You know, this is a long game, too. It's a 40-hour-plus quest um so hard no spoilers here um the story is good but the translation is a little wonky um i've said this on my blog actually i think i said it in the preview uh my initial thoughts article as well that i did a couple months ago i could have told you matthias linda was german before looking it up um i do a lot of localization of content that is originally written in German and translated to English, um, and it's all the same, you know, kind of ticks and, and, you know, verbal cues that that a lot of native German speakers, I find, have when they're trying to translate uh, text into English. Um, you know, can't knock them there, you know, they're my Their English is a lot better than my German, which consists of about five words, but it does kind of impact the story here. Uh, Sometimes you're not really entirely sure what a character's motivations are or what they're actually trying to say or do. Um, It's not as bad as some of the early, early examples of the genre where it was just completely butchered, but it's still not great. Um, The plot tries to overdo it a little bit. Um, there are a lot of events here that it just you know sometimes it it really feels like it fits in this you know world war torn world that uh, Valandis is, but other times it just certain events happen that feel like shock value. There's one twist at the, the kind of end or near the end game that I found to be completely immersion breaking and ridiculous. I mean, this thing, this was, we're talking like Final Fantasy eight orphanage twist. Like it, it was pretty, pretty rough. The characters are interesting though. Um, they're fun and unique to play as, but they're also unique from the story perspective and um, again you lose some things because of the translation but at the end of the day you're made to care about all of these people and care about them a lot you know Um, you will add more members to your party and they're also pretty great too although i will say uh, one of the other issues i have there's quite a few party members that you add like 25 30 hours into the game So there's only so much development you can you can have for those guys as they're, you know, not really there for most of the game. Um, Overall, the combat's really good. Uh, It's very familiar, but it has a lot of cool modern touches like the overdrive gauge. All right. So how to explain the overdrive gauge. So at the top of the screen during combat, you have a bar. There's Normal, there's Overdrive, and there's Overheat. Taking damage, getting attacked, or using attacks will fill the Overdrive gauge. It will increase it. If you're in the Overdrive portion of that gauge, you will both receive less damage and deal additional damage. So why not just spam attacks? Well, because eventually... your gauge will overheat if you're in the overheat portion of the gauge you will take extra damage and deal less so how do you mitigate this well you can defend you can switch out your characters you take eight into battle for with four starting up front and they can be switched at any time during their turn for four behind them Um, so for eight total you can switch characters to reduce the overdrive gauge, you can defend, or sometimes certain moves, certain skills will light up. And if you use those while they are lit, they'll reduce the overdrive gauge as opposed to increasing it. So it's kind of cool. It forces you to plan for, you know, changes to the gauge. It forces you to kind of, Plan that oh I might have to use a certain move um you know when it's maybe not super ideal uh and it kind of changes the way you have to battle strategically um again we're turn based here uh it, you have a a action bar similar to the one that you'd see in Final Fantasy X so you know exactly who's attacking who's going next who's going after that blah 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 on and on you guys know how it works um. Characters can attack, defend, and use items. They also have skills. Everyone can equip up to eight. They're learned by, you know, you don't level up traditionally in Chained Echoes, but by what would essentially be leveling up. Um, these attacks can cost TP, Tech points. Um, and here's one of the other main differentiators between Chained Echoes and other old school RPGs. Your health and tech points are completely restored after every single battle. Um, so there's no incentive to really save tech points, maybe a little bit when you're in a boss battle. Right. And, you know, you're going to be uh, be doing it, doing it for a while. You know, who knows um, how long that battle has. You can't see how many hit points bosses have. Um, so. Maybe there you're conserving tech points, but for the most part, you just want to let it fly every battle. Now, this might sound like it makes the game too easy. And honestly, at first, it kind of does. But you'll quickly find that enemies are, for lack of a better term, scaled to this kind of setup. So if you don't treat every battle like it's you know it could be your last um you're probably going to lose the one thing i will say that does make it a little easier than you'd see in most our old school rpgs is you don't lose all your progress if you lose a battle you can restart the battle from whatever condition it was that you know you were at when it started and that's just the on foot battles um Later in the game, about 15 or so hours in, you will acquire sky armor. Sky armor are giant mechanical robot suits. Um, these you only ever get four. You know, only four characters in battle, but. These kind of have their own battle mechanics. Uh, they have an overdrive gauge as well, but unlike the on foot battles, this gauge starts in the middle. You can you have zero first and second gear for your sky armors, and using attacks in first gear moves the gauge to the right. Using attacks in second gear moves the gauge to the left, and using them anything in zero gear. Well, you can't use skills in zero gear. Um, you take less damage, you recover TP, and you don't move. gauge at all so it's kind of a whole different level of strategy um you know keeping the gauge towards the middle um making sure your attacks are loaded up um because when you're in second gear you deal more damage but you lose more tp um so you can only stay there for so long before you have to start resetting your sky armor um so again Though that's really cool, I think that you've got two different kinds of battles uh, that feel very different. Um, and, you know, that helps with gameplay variety. The exploration here is really great, too. Um, there's not a world map per se, uh, but there is at least one when you're flying your airship, which, again, you get much later in the game. But all the, the towns are kind of connected by these large open areas where you can get into f- encounters with enemies. They're kind of like giant field locations. You can get to dungeons from here. You can perform side missions, fight, um, you know, secret monsters, you know, that are a little more challenging than the standard mobs from the area. Um, and the game also rewards you for completing some of these tasks. Uh, they are... There's a board. It's kind of like a grid that will task you within each section, completing certain things. Maybe it's defeating a certain number of monsters, exploring enough of the area, finding hidden caves that you know, are located in all um, in all the these various places, um, and the more of these grids spaces you complete and the more you link together the better rewards you will get so and it's a lot of stuff here full disclosure did not complete this on my playthrough um it was a lot and some of you know some of the conditions they put on you are a little like really i gotta go out of my way to do that um but it's nice to have it it's great to have an option and You know, Sky Armor comes into play with exploration too. a lot of games like this that will have, you know, quests or other things that you have to go back and complete later. It can be a slog because you're going to be going back to an original area and early in the game where you've overpowered the monster you can overpower the monsters you've completed just about everything else but you need to do those one or two things you have to you know teleport to wherever take your airship to wherever um, and walk chained echoes though you can use your sky armor on the map so you can fly around and zip around these places real quick while avoiding any encounters that you want encounters are touch-based anyway so you know you can avoid them that way if you so choose but it's a real time saver um, plus it's just cool flying around in a giant robot um so other pros definitely the graphics right uh no ifs ands or buts about it Chain echoes looks great it is absolutely beautiful looking some great great pixel art um it shocks me that one guy did this every time i see it um you know a lot of times developers indie or otherwise will kind of use pixel art almost like as an i hate to say an excuse but you know an opportunity to not have to it's just easier to do and they don't you know they're Doing it because it's easier to do and they're not really taking full advantage of the fact that you're doing an old-school Style of presentation with new hardware That's not the case here. You know, this looks like an old-school game But it also has all those modern touches, you know in terms of presentation How expressive the characters are how you know things on the map move? Um, just how detailed everything is that just weren't possible on, on the old school systems, the music just amazing. I mean, it it may be the best thing about chained echoes. Um, This is one of the better RPG soundtracks I've ever heard. Um, and, And that's not hyperbole. I mean, it's, Absolutely wonderful. Um, Some really beautiful music, you know, that really evokes emotion that, like, you know, that the game wants you to, to have, right? It's dark when it needs to be dark, peppy when it needs to be peppy, you know, goofy when it needs to be goofy. It's got a great battle theme, I think, that really kind of, you know, pushes the action forward. A boss battle theme that makes, you know, kind of lets you know this enemy that you're fighting now isn't a normal enemy. This guy's dangerous, right? Um, So, sorry for butchering your name, but the soundtrack was composed by a gentleman named Eddie Marion So, good job to you, sir. Jane uh, Echoes, just great music. Um, again, I, I mean, we're talking up there with... Big budget triple A, your final fantasies, your dragon quests like it. The the sound in this game, to me at least, is that level of good. Um, I'm not gonna say Chained Echoes isn't without its flaws, right? Um, for one, the end game kind of drags a little bit. I find this even in some of the best RPGs, but like towards the end of the game, it puts you through some challenges that it's just like, okay, now, come on. Like, I get it. Like, you know, you're ready for it to kind of be over. Um, you know, you've seen, especially if you're, you're trying to do some level of completionist, uh, run, you know, you've seen all these areas before you've been to them tons of tons of times. Um, You know, back to the positives for a quick second, like just the the atmosphere Chained Echoes has is great, right? Um, It just, the world building is excellent. It just builds this unique and just different world. Uh, It just looks different than a lot of games, right? And it, it you really... Really feel immersed when you go to a city like Torment, where it's you know perpetually raining, it's just you know, and the people be- are bemoaning that the sky armor, you know, because we're so warlike, was actually invented before the common umbrella. Um, the Farnsport, as I said, you get the vibe immediately that it's a party town, right? It's the dancing city, the music, the you know, the colors, the way the characters act, the way the NPCs interact, like, you, you know, um, areas like the fear woods or uh, the fields of Perpetua just do a great job of balancing filled with dangerous monsters, but also breathtaking and beautiful and, you know, exotic and weird, you know. That's all great, but you know even even the best design areas get you know can get tiresome when you're going back to them over and over again. And the final you know the final kind of dungeon I found to I found to be a little worse designed than just about every other area in the game. Um, sometimes final dungeons feel like that because you know they they're made that way on purpose because they're challenging. Uh, that I, I don't think was the case here. Um, already kind of talked about the translation, but again, it, it just it, it was hard to ignore. Um, there were a lot of story beats that I think could have been better. You know, a lot of plot lines that would have come off better uh, had it been a little stronger. Um, and, and the other thing too is gameplay wise it almost feels like there's too many unique systems, right? Again, you can tell that that Matthias Linda was a big fan of old school RPGs, but it kind of almost feels like trying to shoehorn a little something from everything in there. There's, uh, you know, most of these work, but the one that I found to be the the worst was there's a it's not really a crafting system so much as it's an upgrading and customizing system Um, all of your weapons can be upgraded uh, and each weapon can have crystals or shards put into it to um, to give you buffs sometimes they're passive sometimes they're you know they're not they're active Um, but buffs and it's kind of cool but it's not like you stick with weapons in this game for a really long time. Um, you're changing them every hour or so every two hours or so. And having it every time you do it, stop, upgrade everybody's weapon. And there's like nine or ten party members by the end of it. Um, unequip all the crystals from the weapon they had, reequip them to the weapon. they're they're just gotten. I mean, it takes at first, it's not bad when you have the original six, but as you add more and more people, It just takes longer and longer, and it's a real killer of of pace uh, in Chained Echoes. Um, One last issue I had with it is, uh, and I actually didn't mention this on the blog, but it kind of came to me, and I'm wishing I did, is while the characters are fun to use and they're well-designed, there's kind of a little bit of a lack of focus in how they learn skills and how they love, not so much how they level up, but how they change and how they can grow have, how, as they level up. Um, I'm going to use Sienna as an example here, because she was my favorite character. Um, and I think she was also the most egregious example of this issue. But so Sienna, when she starts the game, has a skill called pedal storm, right? Which is a single target physical attack that causes massive damage to whatever it hits. The catch is you have to turn it on, right? Her other attacks will come with the caveat that can activate Petal Storm. So you have to use these attacks to try and activate this super attack. Um, Her whole kit is built around it, right? So the problem is, as she gains levels, her skills that start to open up focus on dodging and calling enemy, you know, trying to pull enemies aggro. So basically, you're changing the character completely. Like, it's, it's like a, almost an entirely different sort of character. You're changing from an offensive to a defensive one. And... know there's just there there's no like flow there had it been almost like trees right where like tree one was dodging and pulling aggro and tree two was pedal storm and you know you you kind of had both options and they were divergent that's fine but like when you're building your whole character up um a certain way you're building around certain skills and then all of a sudden the skills that they gain as they level up have nothing to do with the skills you've been building around. That's kind of a problem. Um, you know, I don't even think that any of her later skills have anything to do with with her the start of her skill tree. Uh, some I think one I think buffs critical hits other than that, you know, not really. Uh, she's the most egregious example. Um, but there are there are other characters that have this problem, um, you know, that being said, Chained Echo is definitely way more good than bad. It's so refreshing every time you see a game like this, uh, you know, in this world of never ending first person RPGs, Western RPGs, you know, open-world games and shooters, it's nice to see something that kind of gives people like us something to dig our teeth into. You know, <clears throat> I think there was a... a little too much, like... I shouldn't say too much, because, the you know, there's a little bit heavy-handed on the Chrono Trigger influences. It's not a problem. Chrono Trigger's awesome, but... A little too heavy there. I would have almost liked to see less of that, especially because the original stuff Chained Echoes does is real great too. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's a, a minor, not even a complaint, just an observation more so. Um, it has great characters it has you know, that you will care about by the end of this game. Some, you know, some lousy plot twists, but some great ones, too. I. Not everyone in your party is who they say they are. Just, you know, keep that in mind as you work your way through the story. Um, it has fun, fun and engaging combat. It has good exploration. It has great graphics. It has great atmosphere. It's excellent. Um, and, you know, I hope too that anything level read on an indie game like this, you know, is taken more as constructive criticism, um, cause there's a lot to fix. Um, but hopefully it happens if there is ever a Chained Echoes too, um, which I really hope there is right now. Uh, I wouldn't put it at an 8.75 i think that's that's fair um real great just missed a couple of steps but let's hope for that second game in the future and again hey you need help with translating i know a guy anyway uh that's it thanks for stopping by hope you had fun and happy gaming